You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the Blazer Classic. Took place on Friday, October 16th at Veterans Park in Birmingham. It's the third meet of the season, and sadly, it is the basically the end of the season, the end of the regular season. Say, we are almost at the end. We've got one more meet, yeah. but we just got sports back, and now cross country is about to well, end. Well, so we should be thankful that we got cross country at all. Look at you being Pollyanna and just saying. I'm just saying, three meets is better than zero meets. This is very true, and I, I am happy with all the crazy COVID world that we're living in that things actually happened, and that we actually got, and that some- our runners aren't having to wear masks. Could you imagine that? No, no. That would be pure torture. It's one thing to wear a mask and sprint 100 yards, but it's another thing. Who does that? I'm not not saying it actually happens, but I'm just just comparing. Both would be hard, but imagine. So a short burst of just lots of energy all of a sudden with a sprint, but a long extended period of running Mm -hmm. with a mask on, I think we probably have more... Fewer people finishing the race because they all pass out on the course. I mean, that's just terrible. I feel bad for like the football coaches when they have to wear them, let alone the actual athletes. It's it's tough all the way around, but those athletes and that you know just having to smell your own breath as you're trying to breathe on—it's bad enough for me on a daily basis. Well, maybe that tells you you need to brush your teeth more. Whoa, shots fired! (laughs) I brush my teeth every so often. Gross. No, I brush them on a regular basis, maybe. Gross. So, like I said, this is the Blazer Classic. So, this was meet number three for Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the Blazer Classic last year. It's one of those good old meets that we always seem to come to every single year. Like, I mean, there's not, let's be honest, there's not that many major events. And there's probably not as many, like, locations that have great cross-country courses to That's run fair. on. That's so. fair. Especially not in the South. Now, right. I feel like maybe out in the Midwest where there's a lot more hills and um, mountainous areas. What's wrong with our mountainous areas? We're here, you know, in, in Upper Georgia, and there's there's some mountains. Yeah, and up what cross country meet have we done in Upper Georgia? Look, details. I'm just saying. There, there's. I'm areas. just saying. So my point is, sure, I would love a cross country meet in North Georgia, but they don't do it. And here's the thing: it took them forever to do uh, one in Auburn, and it, they did it on a golf course, which yeah, you know, which is not very hilly. But anyway, I digress. They, there's there's some hills. I've been on some of those golf courses before. So the point of cross country is that there are like it's all terrain, right? You know, you want like an it all to terrain be... vehicle. That's what I'm imagining. Only here. you're a human with no wheels, right? So you're having to do this. No, and... the best courses literally had the biggest hills, and it was kind of that. Okay, who's got the most guts and who can do this and who's going to throw up while they run? So what I'm hearing is Kentucky needs to be like the side. Oh of another man, one. could you imagine? Well, I mean, Louisville, I think hosts one every yeah. year. Yeah, Louisville Classic. You know, yep. we, we've been up to Ohio, I think, before too to do a couple. 
Probably. But, but you know, I we, feel like last year we spent all our time in Florida. So. Well, I remember last year because we were talking about the heat so much. Yeah, and then it, they went to Ohio. Well, because like, as it got hotter, they kept going further and further north, and then finally they came back down to Florida, and it was like just when we finally had a little bit of a cool spell. Yeah. And I mean that when I say cool, I mean it wasn't like ninety; it was like eighty-five. <laughs> well, speaking of, I feel like this meet on October sixteenth was probably the perfect weather. Oh, could it you was imagine? like mid sixties. It wasn't chilly. It was just wonderful so you would have actually liked running in these conditions oh man 60s and 70s were prime running temperatures but doesn't it make it harder to breathe in the cooler air not in 60s and 70s because you're conditioned to it true anything less than that holy moly your lungs are on fire (laughs) my lungs are on fire whether just walking outside me too i know because because you and i are not athletes anymore we're just adults you admit that i was an athlete at one point at one point for a homeschool team, but anyway. I was I didn't go to homeschool. Why are you, you taking do? shots at homeschool people? I'm not taking shots at homeschool people. I'm taking shots at you. It's mean. Hurtful. <laughs> so anyway, so Hurtful. let's let's talk about the Blazer Classic. Okay. So we didn't have a lot of athletes compete here. We only had seven people from Auburn. Mm. So we had five women and two men. Interesting thing here. We've actually this is the I think this is the first time that we've not well, maybe not the first time. Maybe it's happened one other time where we've not been able to talk about both teams right having a placement right i I'm, i feel like there was one other time i just can't be certain not this season yeah. well maybe the first meet no, no, the women no, no they both placed in both the other two meets okay except because they had this time we just didn't have enough runners yeah competing for the men so as we've kind of talked about before you obviously have to have five athletes place to compete as a team so that's how this scoring is done for cross country it's the top five finishers for any team their placement make up the overall team score. So for the women, the women placed fifth with 117 points, which there were 10 teams. So honestly, for the year, that's probably the highest they placed. Because if I remember correctly, the first meet, they they placed fifth, but I think it was like out of six. So... wasn't it out of five? It may have been. It was not not great. (laughs) It was not good. In terms of But then, then they placed fifth out of nine. Yeah. And so now fifth out of 10. And this meet, let's be honest. So they placed fifth, the women, with 117 points. Third place had 115 points. So Auburn was right there. I mean, they could have gotten third at some, you know, it it just is how the cookies crumbled. Did you just drop a cookies crumbled reference? That's from, what movie is that from? Bruce Almighty. Oh my goodness. You didn't just drop that on this podcast. Sorry. I just thought it fit. Here, look at some of the teams here. So we had Louisville, Clemson, South Carolina. Well, yeah, I guess it's their... No, no it's no, UAB, UAB, but, but Louisville's been at all the meets. Yes, they're, you know, and they also have a great course as well, so you know they're going to be a prominent team. Clemson, South Carolina, Arkansas State, then Auburn, Lee University in Tennessee, Southern Miss, South Alabama, UAB, Florida Atlantic. So, so it's interesting that Alabama wasn't there. I mean, I'm thankful because they've beaten us every meet this season, but it just is, we've kind of been following, and especially being in Birmingham, so an hour away from them. I was just going to say, I'm thankful that they just weren't there in general, because who wants to be around them? Well, agreed, but we're always looking for healthy competition, right? Why, there's nothing healthy about Alabama okay. being there. I mean, well, why, come on, get up with the program. Excuse me. I just thought we could all be grateful for some healthy competition. Again. Alabama is not healthy. Okay. Well, those were the teams. Those were the teams competing against uh, the women there, just to give you some perspective. So five out of ten is pretty great. Yeah. I'm I'm actually not too um, unhappy about that. No. And so, you know, we talked about it's the top five finishers for Auburn. All of Auburn's finishers for the women placed in the top 30. They were actually in the top 28, and there were 95 runners. Mm -hmm. So 
they're in the top third. I mean, of everybody's, everyone was. So I think that's a really big accomplishment. And, you know, that's something that we need to celebrate too. Well, and the women have been, just to be honest, pulling the weight of this team. And I know they're technically two separate teams, but we like to think of them as one big unit, obviously, because they're all Auburn Tigers. And in terms of that, they've been kind of leading the charge in terms of making the, the big numbers, the big splashes, yep. if, if there were some this season thus far. Not splash because we're running, not okay, swimming. Okay, look, but... I get it. I know. As soon as I said it, it sounded stupid. The, it's okay. It's big... all right. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcast, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. Let's talk about the women. We kind of jumped around a little bit. but So the women, they did run a 6K, which is pretty traditional. Um, they, like I said, they only had 35, uh, 95 runners, excuse me, not 35, (laughs) 95 runners in the race, but a moderate amount of runners. Um, and like I said, they placed fifth and they were only three points away from getting third place, which would have been awesome, but we're going to, you know, we're going to relish the fifth place. We think that's great. So Abby Zane was the first finisher for Auburn. Abby's a junior. She placed 15th. With a time of 2153.69. But the bigger accomplishment for Abby is that this was a PR for her. You and your PRs. PRs are huge. This is the big, this is why you do it. You want to get your best time. It's it's great to have competition and everything, but you doing your personal best, that's the best thing possible. And so her last PR was one second slower in 2019 at the SEC Championships. So almost a full year ago. And this isn't the SEC Championship course. So obviously the competition's not as stiff here. So really looking forward to see what she will do at the 2020 SEC Championship race. I wouldn't say it's necessarily not as stiff. I just think there's probably more competitive teams at, at the SEC Championship. Let me have my moment. I, well, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I, I think when you see like Louisville, Clemson especially, because they've hosted some cross country and track and field uh, meets before. So you know that they're a pretty good pedigree as well. So I think there's some pretty good competition here but just not in proportionally there's not not as much exactly so i i still think that she is going to not only uh impress us at the sc championships next week but i think she's probably going to do one up this meet and get our next meet as well for sure so then we had presley weems she placed 23rd with a time of 22 minutes 13.36 seconds Literally right behind her, we had Hannah Dial place 24th in a time of 22 minutes, 14.52 seconds. So just a little over a second difference between the two of them. Then we had Faith Bett place 27th in 22 minutes, 17.13 seconds. And finally for Auburn women, Louisa McPherson placed 28th 
in 22 minutes, 18.95 seconds. So literally within five and a half seconds, we had four Auburn women finish mm, the race. That's incredible. That it is. You know, and you talk a lot about you having the knowledge of the sport that it's it's always great to have the each other to push each other. So exactly. you're always running after someone. Yep. But here's the in, in that pack of people, who's the front runner chasing at that point? I mean, you know. Oh well, it works out well because Presley's chasing Abby because there's only eight people or I guess six people between them, True. right? Somewhere. In there? I can't do math. I guess it, I guess it was close enough where she it's could be It's close chasing enough, yeah. So you're only 20 seconds behind. And when you think about a three and a half mile course, mm-hmm. 20 seconds is, it's significant, but not so significant that you can't see her on the course. But I, here's the thing. I think one of these runners, I think it was Hannah Dial. This is her first race this season. I know we've seen her before yes. in previous seasons. But I, I remember reading something about that this was somebody's first race of the season. I think I you're think correct At least in that. placing in this level of the top, yeah. in the top five. Well, we're happy, whoever it was. If it wasn't Hannah, maybe it was Louisa. I thought we'd um, seen Louisa McPherson before, though. Maybe. I think I get my days confused. Well, things are just confusing all the way around this Hashtag year. Hashtag so. 2020. Hashtag 2020. But either way, happy to have all five of these women. They did a great job at this meet and yes. just really, really impressed overall with them. And very happy that Abby continues to lead the way here. You need that big leader. Yeah. She's, she's doing a great job. And season. she's a junior. So we get her a whole nother season. If she doesn't choose to go somewhere else. Well, that's fair. But we're going to think positive and think that the COVID-19 isn't going to steal our cross-country team, too. It's stolen enough from me already. I know. So you want to talk about the men? Well, so, okay. Since you are a man? Well, thanks for that clarification. <laughs> I'd hope so. Um, how about this? I want to ask you this up front. Uh, I'm scared. Well, so I'm trying to figure this out. There's only two runners for Auburn. Now, yeah. I didn't listen to Coach David Barnett on on the uh, Tigers podcast this week, unfortunately, which would probably gave some clarification about this. So I admit that up front. Only two runners. What's the deal with that? Like, well, so I obviously I don't know. Do we want to speculate on it? Uh, no, because that gets us in trouble. But if we are going to speculate, because that's what we do. Yes. There could be a few things. The next meet is the SEC Championship. Mm-hmm. It, if this was a course that you could get injured on, you know, maybe it was, you know, really, if there were a lot of hills, maybe the terrain wasn't very well mapped out. Maybe there were a lot of holes and, you know, jagged rocks or something, mm-hmm. sand traps, anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, it may have behooved them not to run their best runners or all of their runners so that they're at peak performance for the SEC Championship meet. Can I ask the elephant in the room? Do you think COVID-19 was at play? I don't think so, because I feel like right now that is the top topic, other than politics, on the news, right? Sure. And it's a top thing on social media, everywhere. I feel like if Auburn athletes of any sport had COVID, we would have known about it. Would we? Well, (laughs) I mean, we heard about some coaches and stuff having it, not from Auburn, but... Well, that's that's a, that's another topic for another show. I'm just show. saying. The other thing could be maybe they had to be quarantined. I think it's a possibility, but I, I mean, part of me feels like you're right that if it was um, this related to COVID-19, we might have heard something about it. Um, the other thing that I'm thinking about here is too, and I, this is I'm just being negative right now. Shocker. Well, let's just be honest. In terms of a team dynamic, 
the guys have not had as good of a year as the ladies. Correct. Are we seeing some of the guys maybe not want to compete because they're not seeing some of this success? I, 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 I that I, is probably the least likely. But I'm I just really hope not because I think Auburn holds themselves to a higher standard than that, and I don't think that that's the case. Right. That's a very well. I didn't mean not compete in the sense that it's just like, well, I'm not gonna do it. But but maybe thinking save myself, begin my training for indoor and outdoor track and field season. You know, and that's fair. You know, if a lot of these athletes, because a lot of cross-country runners run cross-country because they want to do track. Right. They're getting ready and it helps them stay in shape and get Correct. And it. especially the long distance runners, right. you know, that's cross-country is a great thing. So I, there's a lot that we could speculate and I certainly don't want to put anything out there that's incorrect. Um, I do want you to go listen to that podcast and tell me what Coach Barnett said. I though, do. I need it. Because now I I'm curious. Have, now that I we've had this lack of men runners in this one, I'm sure he clarified that so again we are just speculating yeah and i completely forgot that coach barnett's on that podcast well they usually they do it like a weekly update with each program so i probably should have done my research but in terms of speculation i think you probably are the most likely related to they just didn't need it. there's a reason that they didn't need to compete in this one of the sec championships coming yeah up. it could be COVID 19 that's probably even just a slightly less likely one and then the last scenario we had there was just you know, what if, you know, this this related to not having a great year, maybe wanting to save themselves for a little bit of a, you know, that could have been a coach's decision too. It right. may not even been the athlete's decision. So right. I just found it interesting and was kind of shocked when I only saw two runners, which means we don't get to place in the men's standings overall because of that. Yeah. Um, so here, I'll run through who actually did compete and we'll celebrate them. 96 runners in the men's 8K. Tommy McDonough was your uh, highest placement for Auburn. He's a senior, placed 31st overall with a time of 25 minutes, 32.67 seconds, followed by Ryan Kinane. Is that how you see it? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I didn't butcher it that bad, I don't think. Ryan Kinane, a freshman, placed 38th overall with a time of 25 minutes, 42.89 seconds. So we know both of these guys, we've seen them before, I believe. And I know yeah. we've seen Tommy and Ryan, I think, at least once. Yeah. Um, but not shocked that Tommy got the first one out of that. I am, I mean, I am sad that we didn't get to see Silas, who's been the guy leader this year. So oh, far. for sure. But I'm really impressed with Ryan that he was just seven placements behind Tommy. I think that's great. And you know what? Ten seconds behind. Yeah. I think that shows a lot. It's always encouraging when you see the underclassmen being very competitive with the upperclassmen, yep. and it doesn't take anything away from the upperclassmen. It just makes you excited for what could be potentially coming forward in your program if they're already close to the level, competing to close to the level that the upperclassmen are. Absolutely. That's always a great thing to look at, even though we don't get to talk about placements, we don't get to talk about, you know, uh, anything like that. And just maybe for some speculation here, we can just look at some of the men that competed here. And it wasn't a big field at all, so that may have played a role in it as well. I I don't know. Georgia Tech, Western Kentucky, Auburn, Montgomery. Do we claim that one, Jessica? No. I think we should claim that one. No. We have not <laughs> talked about AUM at all. You cannot start claiming them. They now. have our name. We get to claim them. No, you don't. Valdosta State, Point University, Florida Atlantic, and Wallace State. It's almost a, it is a completely different field. Yeah, and so maybe that had a, a factor into why Auburn men didn't compete. Because, yeah. yeah the Clemson women, uh, men didn't show up. You know, there are a lot of different teams. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting meet, and this is an interesting world for athletics, nonetheless. Uh, but I'm happy that we at least got to talk about some men runners. Absolutely. So that's kind of it for Auburn's regular season. So they do have the SEC championship meet October 30th in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge. 
So don't like it. Don't love it. Don't at all. go there, people. Unless unless you just want punishment, don't go there. Well, I'm maybe just, they have families we, there. Don't go there, even if you. I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's probably going to have some decent weather down there, and uh, hopefully they will have enough competitors to do both the men and women that we'll be talking about some surprising things coming out of the SC Championship. There you go. You never know. So that's all that we have for this episode of Tiger Tracks. Thank you all for joining us. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?